right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith, here once again with my buddies, Chuck and John. Keith, I can tell from the timbre of your voice you have not bathed. Uh, the timbre of my voice is affected, so we are recording this not on a Wednesday, not on a Thursday, on an actual Friday morning in the uncomfortable, awful reality. Woo! Of the bright morning. My voice is affected by the fact we were planning to record last night. Oh, yeah. And so I had, you know, the wife was prepared to watch the baby. Uh-oh. Uh, John and Chuck are coming over. We're going to record. So John has to go into work. Not great. We, we cannot record. So do I then help out my wife? No. Or prepare more for the podcast? No. I say, whoa, free night. John Wick 2? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I wish. Oh. <laughs> this this episode is brought to you by John Wick Two, which I want to see very soon. Saw it at midnight last night. One no, what? Don't even tell me anything. I can't. I can't handle flawless. It. Yeah. <laughs> one of my good buddies is in town. Does he punch people in the face with bullets? Yes, he does. I can't wait. Um, but wanton disregard I, I, for human life. No more spoilers. Check. No more spoilers. <laughs> no, no. One of my good buddies. Can we is talk in about town. Charles Oakley. Oh. oh. <laughs> but so yeah. So I, I just went out. I went out on the town like I never do. Uh, I still have the smell of smoke and regret in my hair and pants. Ooh. Uh, Sounds yeah. like a regular night for me. It's I, I did. I, I just briefly touched. I was I was in bed by nine thirty. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I actually I actually was out late, boys and girls. <laughs> but like eleven forty. And so and so ye- yelling over the loud new subwoofers at the renovated Melrose Billiards. Ugh. Uh, my voice. Cool tiki bar, huh? <laughs> my voice is a little shaky. So that's where we're Isn't at. The tiki bar, Chuck. The new tiki bar. It's not a tiki bar. It's not it's really tiki. To, it's going to be. No, they've heard. already renovated it. It is they a slow march towards tiki bar. It's tiki a weird. Bar. It's a weird. I know this is a very specific for our people in Nashville. Oh, they know about gentrification. Right, right. But it's a the ruination of the old. There was a underground billiards hall that was just smoky and concrete, dimly lit. You know, Legend, legendary. Legendary. And so gentrified. It's now the weirdest. Like sports bar. No, no, it's like exactly the same, but a sheen of, of just cleaner. Slightly, yeah. It's like a, a Star Trek holodeck where everything's not quite right. Right. You're like, this is what this is supposed to be. Like, you, you've got all the dimensions right, all the tables right, but there's something not totally. Lipstick on a pig. That might be a wrong analogy because I think a Star <laughs> Trek uh, holodeck is perfect. It is. Yeah, very, verily. Anyway, I'm giddy. Uh, <laughs> Chuck and John, you guys are in the morning. This is not your time. I'm well rested. Oh, good. Because I stayed up for 36 straight hours before this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we just got back from Memphis. Oh, yeah. We went and watched the uh, Suns-Grizzly game, which was incredibly boring. boring. It's, it was horrible it to was watch on television. bad basketball game. Horrible to watch. But the Grizzlies destroyed them as they should, and it, uh, it was a fun event. I got heckled at the stadium by an old lady sitting in front of me. What were you wearing and why were you heckled? Ooh, oh, that's a good question. So well, we stay at the same Airbnb whenever we go to Memphis, and I it's pretty uh, nice looking based on the social media. Super nice Airbnb. Um, it has this blanket. We're really rich for drug addicts. <laughs> <laughs> we just brought twenty people. We right, all pay yeah. ten bucks a piece. Right. But uh, we go there, and there's this wonderful blanket that's yellow and soft. The Big Bird blanket. It's our, our Big Bird blanket. Oh, I've seen I've seen photos. Yeah. Okay. So we. Uh, I decided this blanket needs to come with us to Beale Street. So I wore this blanket. Low, and it did. And I drove around. Uh, he was like we, one of the Fellowship of the Ring. It was incredible. He was encloaked in I was, uh So I, I was standing up being my vociferous self, uh, yelling at Chandler Parsons for being a bum. He's, um, he's the worst. He's a bum. <laughs> but the, I didn't take into effect that there was like a child in front of us. Oh. Wearing a Parsons jersey. Oh, Chuck. So I'm just destroying them. <laughs> That's not nice. Right? And I get a look from the lady in front, and she goes, uh, hey, act like you've been here before. <laughs> I was like, is that, you mean like the end zone? Yeah. Like, when you like it's like, I'm not, do, I'm not, I'm not doing I'm not, the icky she Googled, shuffle. She Googled, she Googled things people say at a sporting event. Yeah. And that was the first thing that popped up. I was like, all right, well, I mean, I bought these 10. I have been to games I, before. I mean, I'm loud. Technically, 
I guess what you said on a face value is fine. Right. Like you could. Fun fact. That is that's a thing you could say. Like if someone's being a rude at a dinner party, I, it, you could appropriately say, "Act like you've been here before." Maybe. Right. I actually, I'm not sure. No. Fun fact. I don't remember. No, John was he was completely lost. Well, I lost him. He ended up. Well, I, think, I was texting you by the Gold Club. Gold Club. By the end of the game, when the little the lightest of brouhaha's ever broke out on the court. So cute. Uh, and I was texting you guys what happened. I don't think you guys were aware that anything had happened <laughs> no. on the court. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't I think I was even that. there anymore. I saw it. I was yelling. I, I made it on the jumbotron. I te- oh, that's exciting. Yeah, I was waving my blanket. Was it a dance cam or it was a dance cam? I had oh. I had my hands over my head with a blanket around me, and I'm dancing. No, literal. I think the well. I think the literal group text I sent was, "Did you get pics?" Like, like this was during the fight. I'm, right. I'm like, what's going on? Did you get picks? And Chuck said, I got shots. <laughs> Which I thought was a clever play on words, perhaps. But I was a bit, I was participating in a scavenger hunt, I think, at this time. Oh. I didn't. I missed that part of the game. Did you? No, I was fantastic. But I am centered really in. good at scavenger hunts, yeah. as it turns out. But then I was like, the game started to drag, and the... It was Grizzlies so were up by a bunch, and you know there was a bunch of t- timeouts and like stop balls, and I was just like, ah, I wish I could. I mean, you heard this game up. I'd like to get going. And the lady in front of me told me to been there before. She goes, "No one can, no one's stopping yeah, you from going." Right, right. It's like, Jeez. you're just a jerk. Nah, and then she... I told her, "Hey, look, if you're gonna flirt with me, at least be more subtle." And her husband <laughs> loved it. <She> was, <laughs> Then the little grand I swear this sounds, this sounds fake, but the grandma <laughs> who was sitting next to all of them as they're and I get you know, at the end I was like, Hey, sorry, I get a little worked up about the games and stuff. Right. Grandma right. goes, Cash me outside. How about that? That's all she said. Is that the whole that's that meme from that girl from the Dr. Phil show? Oh. She's like 13 and she tells a whole audience full of middle, midwife, uh, middle aged wives, midwives. Midwestern midwives, <laughs> Midwestern midwives to ca- cash her outside, not catch, cash okay. her outside. How about that with a DAH? So, she so was, this grandma memed me. She memed you. I wouldn't even known what it was. I know. I would have thought she was either flirting or wanted to or fight. wanted to catch hands. Yeah. That's the last thing I remember. Is going DEFCON 5 on an Usher. Oh, yeah. And the Ushers tried to get us to... It was incredible. They, It was... A, a, to be, like, generous, lightly populated game. Right. Almost no one there. There was whole rows in front of us that were empty. And 15 of us pile into, you know, 15 seats in two rows. Right. And the Usher... You would have thought we were trying to steal the nuclear codes. <laughs> you know, she's like, I need everyone. wanted everyone to sit in their exact, exact seat, seat instead of in the 15 But we seats. bought 15 a block what, you, you were in your 15 block right. seats that you bought. We, we bought them. She checked all of us. Never in my life did I think I would put my middle finger in the face of a 70-year-old woman. This yeah. is why you guys were there without any official documentation. Oh, that's right. Or patches or logos no, or no, no, anything no. that could tie you to our podcast. No, no, no. I mean... Full extension, middle finger in her face. Get away from me! Yeah, she called. She called security. Well, she was security. She called management. They looked at us and went, "Yeah, we're not gonna mess with them." <laughs> it was some. It was like a thirty-year-old, uh, fifteen lady. bearded guys, and one middle-aged woman from the designing women, which would be me. Right, <laughs> and it just wasn't happening. Although you know, maybe we're next- tougher than Charles Oakley, as it turns out. <laughs> maybe, maybe next time we can big time them. Maybe I can get you guys some business cards. That, we can hand those that, that, out. That, that you know, you have some Grizzlies this, employees. This woman didn't really deserve that. She was so heinous. That's too bad. Hey, we're we're getting we're we're excited. We're giddy in the morning. We are almost blown past our breakfast. Might as well talk. That's because you had not had yours, Chick. I mean, not Chick. <laughs> Chuck. Chuck Diallo. Ch- oh, wow. <laughs> you haven't had yours because you're having it now, Keith. Happy birthday to you. Oh. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to, to you. you. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Oh. <laughs> what we have here is. Shades of Allen Houston. Uh, we have some Tennessee, uh, what? University of Tennessee, what are those, Sweet Tarts? Does it signed by Josh Richardson? Sweet I've Tarts. Never, I've never had this, so this is, uh, dear listener, I did have a birthday this week. Uh. So Chuck and John have handed me a bag of sweet tart gummy candy. I had nothing to do with this. And then, and then it is a it's a white elephant gift in the fact that it's all UT Vols. Uh-huh. Yes, which, uh, not my team. Not at all. But I will I will open up welcome uh, one Ooh. of these and 
eat these on. Get those sweets. Gummies on air seem like a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should make your mouth completely and totally well, useless. Well, I, w- I was going to say I had some mini muffins, a, a tiny banana nut muffin. It wasn't very good. I love uh, how you now, just ripped the top off and threw it on the floor in the baby dungeon. That's how this place is. <laughs> Squalor. Oh, they're, they're orange and white. I'm going to have one. You guys can tell me about your breakfast. Okay. Mm. Uh, well, I didn't eat because my stomach still hurts from the amount of drinking I did in Memphis two days ago. Um, I had a big water, like a large water. Big water. Um, a cigarette mm. and uh, a sad how many drive is that here. cigarette? I think it's negative four Minus calories. Minus 100. I think every time you smoke a cigarette, you lose. But Keith, you don't have to keep eating those. I'm trying to figure out what flavor they are. Uh, the flavor of Southern Pride. Yeah. The flavor is orange. Yeah. The, S-E-C. It's more the, S-E-C. I mean, it's the color orange. It's like the, a... The color flavor. It literally could be peach or orange. Is I it cannot, like how banana flavor does not taste like banana? I cannot tell. No, it's more like this just non-discriminate sugary... Does it taste like 1998 National Championship? It tastes, mm. it tastes a little bit like T. Martin. Does it, t- <laughs> Does it taste like academic fraud? Yeah. <laughs> John, do you have a do you have a breakfast? What time is it, Keith? Uh, nine forty-four. No, <laughs> it's way too early. No, I did not have a breakfast. Oh, it's so early. All right. Well, after our breakfast, let's move to our breakfast in bed. Apologies. <laughs> I got a note right now that Keith has on his left a big thing of Tennessee Vols sweet tart gummies. And then is oddly fingering three packs of Juicy Fruit Like on his quarter bike. packs of Juicy We're, Fruit, which is by far the worst gum for ever a, made. For a non-visual <laughs> uh, medium, I do want to tell, I'll explain why I'm holding three packs of Juicy Fruit gum. Okay. So before we went to the watch party, we had a Grizzlies watch party against the Thunder last week. Great game. Uh, I was on Great that, turnout. I was on that side of town, but early. And I did not want to go to the bar, you know, an hour 10 early. Right. Uh, so I, I just randomly stopped by one of my friend's house, uh, a, a big NBA fan. Um, and he surprisingly knew it was my birthday and had a present for me. Triple pack juicy fruit. No. So he had actually one of the best, probably the best present I got for my birthday. A <clears throat> sweet tart gummies, a cliff Robinson, Whoa. big head, tiny little, I don't know what you call it. It's not a bobblehead, but it's like a, it's a tiny three inch tall cliff Robinson blazers doll or, wow. or figurine. That was exciting. On the other hand, got the headband on. His 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 parents or his wife's parents had just dropped off all of her childhood belongings, and it was like moving truck full, like fifteen boxes of. That's a terrible thing to do to your child. It really is. My parents did it to me. It, I don't understand it. Um, but in this was a pack of ten-year-old juicy fruit sleeve, and they said, "Do you want this?" I said, "Yeah, why not?" Juicy fruit is horrible. Oh, yeah. uh, ten-year-old juicy fruit tastes exactly like normal juicy fruit. It probably is ten years old. It, it is. It is bitter and and horrible for your mouth, and gives you a headache if you chew it for more than a minute. I think it's actual gum taken from ancient baseball card packs. Yeah, <laughs> just recycled. It's like Shoeless Joe Jackson's pack. It's it's eco-friendly gum. Uh, anyway, apologies, gentlemen. Anything we feel we need to make amends for. This is our chance to make right what we might have gotten wrong in any previous episode. Uh, I was in Coyote Ugly. Memphis? When we're in Memphis, and I'd like to apologize for uh, attempting to getting up on the bar the minute I <laughs> saw that one. Um, and th- those bouncers somehow remember that. I do not think. I think they saw in my eyes this guy as soon as I walked in. Because as soon as I walked in, my friends were there. I'm going to go to the bar. I'm going to genuine s- ponies playing. This is the most well behaved that Chuck has been on a Memphis trip. I was so, well. I kind of passed out at two thirty <clears throat> in the morning. Like I, I heard John. Uh, John John woke me up at 8 o'clock, hadn't slept yet, and asked me, hey, buddy, you want some Bloody Marys? Let's go get some Bloody Marys. I'm like, it's 8.30. And then I had to go to work when and then we got he, back. And then he had to go to work. It was great. <laughs> but, yeah, so, uh, so. my behavior, it was, I, I did well this this trip to Memphis. I, I wasn't out of my mind. I kind of kept it low-key and just drank a, a Wet Willie's call a cab and blacked out. That's, what it's, it's, it's like 28% responsible right on the scale of life when you're with 15 degenerates on the on the scale of out drinking with people that's almost like yeah fully had an ernestine and hazel's cheeseburger went home and took a nap in my yellow blanket i'll right. put that i'll put that picture up on uh on our instagram but no apology to, to the lady in front of you at the no that lady deserved it man right. she'd catch these hands dude that's I'll, right I'll, I'll, don't worry when there was one set of footprints on the road to degeneration sodom and gomorrah <laughs> 
That's when I was carrying Chuck. <laughs> we can't talk about anything no. that I did. John, uh, John, yeah, I'm... Full-on Patrick Ewing Gold Club nightmare. Yeah, I'm sure it was bad, because we were driving back from Memphis, and there was just sad, forlorn faces. So people are going to tell you, like, there's all, like, strip clubs in Memphis, there's, like, all these things that uh, you can't see that might be covered up. None of that stuff's true. Mm-hmm. You just got to bring all of your money <laughs> and give them all of your money. Well, I didn't do that, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you apologizing to, though? John? I'm not apologizing. I'm going to preemptively apologize to Charles Oakley in case I ever see him. Because <laughs> Charles Oakley has managed to figure out the most disrespectful way to dispose of a human being. Take your finger, put it into the side of their head, and point them into oblivion. Mm. Yeah. It's called a finger mush. Good God. Yeah. It's an ease. It's awful. You got eased. That's what, what happened, we call it in boys? the streets. I don't understand. Um, it was the first quarter. As we all know, hopefully, we saw Charles Oakley get booted from Madison Square Garden. For those of you who don't he know. Where he literally sweated blood. He literally sweated blood. I saw him in the 90s. Those Knicks Heat games. Nuts. I mean, I posted a, a thing from preseason of like 1989. When he fought just, Charles Barkley? Yeah, just swing like three connected punches. Ooh, you yeah. know, just... Nobody wants anything to do with Charles Oakley. Yeah, beating up Charles Barkley's serious stuff. Shaq couldn't do it. No, Charles Barkley can beat up most humans. <laughs> I know. He took Shaq in his bro- in his prime. Charles Charles Oakley, I must say, now he kind of like smacks of Tweety impertinence. He's like a distinguished gentleman. He does like, seem that way. Yeah. Like he's like he like but he. But then he like hawked of... up and Mighty Morphin Power Ranger finger push that guy. He, <laughs> he he was dressed a la John Wick. Like, yeah. Like I'm out mm-hmm. for business. I'm wearing my nice black suit, doing my thing. And yeah. So Keith, can you can you actually fill us in on what purportedly happened? I will actually. Let's 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 table this. Okay. okay. And, and we'll, we'll we'll come back in, in the scattered smothered. Um, I, I just want to apologize because if you don't think that's story of the week, NBA fans, then we're watching for different reasons. Yeah, we're not right. Yeah, I, we're going to talk forever about this. I, I like. refuse to talk about the actual New York Knicks basketball team though, because Adelaide. they are atrocious. I will say it feels like this is what everyone in the NBA is talking about, and I feel kind of sad. This feels like a story for us, <laughs> right? But it's but yeah. but it's become such a national story. Yeah, that like, I guess we'll talk about it too. No, I'll go he ahead. Hal Jordan finger blasted that dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was unbelievable. And then, like they were trying to, when they were trying to get him out of there, if he didn't want to leave, he wasn't leaving. Yeah, no. it, it, it was ugly. All right, I just want to get my apology out of the way, which is I, I misspoke uh, last episode talking about how I'd predicted that the Grizzlies would win eighty percent of their games when Mark, Mike, and Chandler Parsons played. It was my preseason prediction, and I was saying it was right. That actually is clearly not right because the Grizzlies lose when Chandler Parsons plays. Mm-hmm. What I what I meant to say was the Grizzlies are ten and one when Tony Douglas will play <laughs> this year. So all right, those were our those Man, were Tony Douglas rules. Yeah, those mm-hmm. were our breakfast in bed apologies. Before we get to our steak and eggs, best thing. Uh, I want to remind everyone, the thing we're doing for February is if you write a five-star iTunes review, no matter what it is, as long as it is not horribly offensive, we will read it on air. And we have a couple to read right now. Ahem. Yes, John. Entitled Killer Pod. NJT's writes, these guys have a great podcast filled with important info and fun segments. Check out at NJT's on Twitter for dope NBA tees. And don't forget to eat breakfast. I like that stealth ad. It's a pretty good... No, I, I have no problem I with that. I definitely told people you could plug a thing here, so NJETs. You did it. Yeah, check That's them out. at NJTs with T's spelled out as in T. Martin. And here, and here's the free plug. They're actually... Uh, I'm aware of the work. They, they do some funny and good-looking uh, NBA drawings. Tons of them. I, I think I have a Robert Parrish weed joke t-shirt from them. <laughs> it could be. It could be. All right, Chuck, what do you got? This is from uh, Lillard is a base god. Another five-star review here. Fair enough. It's a little longer. What other NBA podcast would you ever hear a Charlie Meadows reference and a Teddy KGB mixed in with accurate NBA analysis? Keith runs the show, and his knowledge of the NBA and its history is vast and deep. John uh, is... Just a point there. My mom wrote that. Your mom? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay. She no, loves... That's not true. But she loves Lil B the bass But thank you. John is like the Anton Newcomb of the show if Anton was addicted to the NBA instead of heroin. I dig. I look forward every week to the newest episode. The show is not a cookie-cutter NBA podcast. It's a u- unique and funny. 
They cover the whole NBA, but focus on the Memphis Grizzlies. So if you're a Grizzlies fan, this podcast for you. And this is my favorite part, the heaping Chuck praise. Chuck just thrown in on the end. <laughs> also, the third member of the crew is Chuck. He is a Heat fan. So... <laughs> I, that yeah. is a. That, it's, it was like uh, there are three of them. I think I'll just mention. I didn't get to read that part. Yeah, the last line is that also is, Chuck is in it. Uh, <laughs> it was so bad. That's like a sixth graders book report. Oh. And also, oh, yeah. there's another one named Chuck. That's the most right. massive shade ever. Yeah, thought. it was super shady. He's a Heat fan. Man. I, I think it, maybe that's one of your buddies, Chuck. Who knows? Uh, I don't. Be. I don't know. Uh, but if I see you, I'm gonna hit you with that finger, that Charles Oakley finger. Right. Chuck, Chuck will show you the life of the mind. All right. Well, uh, so those are thanks. Thanks for those reviews and reminder. In February, write a review and we will read it. Cheer on up, Chuck. Have a sweet dark gummy. It's Air. cool. I have to prepare more for the show. <laughs> So people can call me cool things. Chuck, Chuck is Chuck is literally down on himself right now. That's I can fine. tell. No, oh, I'm good. He's got the twinkle in his eye. Mm. He's gonna come back stronger than ever. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to our steak and eggs best thing. Steak and eggs best thing. What's the best thing you saw this week? The Miami Heat, twelve straight, baby. They're unbelievably good. They are still forty five games below five hundred. Um, after winning 12 I think in a you only have to get 43 games below 500 to make the playoffs, though. Um, it's an incredibly weird season. I've never seen anything like this where a team that was so abjectly bad going on a run like this in the NBA. I, I don't remember one. There like was that. a there was one of my earliest favorite teams was a Suns team that it started the season, I think, 0 and 12, and then later had a 12 game winning streak and ended up being really good. It was the team that was like, I think. It's maybe the Jason Kidd trade year, but okay. it was one of those Kevin Johnson, Jason Kidd, uh, Rex Chapman, yeah. Wesley Person, yeah, those type people. But I think it was the same thing. I think the this Heat team's finally healthy. They had more injuries than any other team uh, at, at one point a couple weeks ago than any other team in the league. They're finally healthy. Whiteside's not playing hero ball. He's actually defending uh, to help the defense instead of to get the 2K stats. There you go. You know, he had a block the other night where he just two-hand grabbed the ball out of the air. Yeah. Those um, things are so be- bewildering to watch. They confuse you for a second. Like, <laughs> like what like what just happened? Like the ball disappears. NBA jam crap. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't miss Dwayne Wade cuz Dion Waiters is an effective replacement level for him at this point in his career. <laughs> that shade matches that Twitter reviewer. We got, we got probably my favorite nickname in the NBA right now, which is 7-Eleven, which is Dragic and Waiters numbers. Yeah. So they're, op- they're open all night. Oh, dear. Um, they're definitely shooting. But So, yeah, they've and they're playing smart basketball. They're shooting more corner threes than any other team in the league. They're defending the perimeter well. They have the lowest uh, opponent's three-point percentage. Um, they're allowing people to take shots near the rim and it's paid off. They finally worked it out. So I'm, I'm happy. It's is it makes yeah. me feel good for coach Spolstra. Cause I yeah. think, I think he's a good coach. Um, he would have been my apology if Chuck Oakley hadn't have been, you know, rampaging the tunnels <laughs> of Madison square garden, but because yes, Spolstra is really showing some yeah. excellent stuff here. He's playing. He's just, the lineups are good. You got Rodney Magruder. Rodney Magruder's playing great. Once again, continuing the heat, just, Grabbing random dudes. Yeah. Does Ronnie McGruber, does he ever sashay under the court with a piece of celery stuck in his butt? <laughs> I don't know. No? He should. <laughs> Is that a McGruber reference? Oh, that's a McGruber the movie. Reference. The movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, the Heat's, uh, the, it, this is, I, it, it's that weird place where I'm, every time I'm, I see that they won another game, I'm happy and also somewhat sad we're not getting a top three pick anymore. It's the most bewildering. This is one of the huge, and I still, this is one of the huge flaws of the NBA. Right. Just Miami Heat fans have to question themselves whether they're happy they're on a 12-game win streak. Yeah. yeah. It's idiotic. It's stupid. No, but I'm excited. It's just, I know that like deep down inside that the top, this is a top-heavy draft coming up, and we could use a, another superstar, but um, yeah. And you I, were you were pointing out earlier in the year that even when the Heat were had one of the worst records in the league, that all their games were close. They they were just losing all close games. They were losing close games. They weren't hitting their free throws. Right. So it seemed like that they weren't, you know, that they, they could be better than that record initially showed. I think now they're not as good as twelve in a row. This is like when the Nuggets started the year with all those tough losses, only the Nuggets end up being horrible. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm, this is the kind of like, you know, weird miracle season. That you know, it's like a major league esque. There, I feel like Spolstra's in the uh, 
He's I mean, in the uh, are locker they taking, room. Are they taking pa- pulling pasties <laughs> off of Pat Riley? <laughs> well, I mean, this is the team I think we thought would would actually have a chance at, at winning mid thirties games. Yeah, you know, so that they're, they're on pace to that. Still, it's at just this they, point. they lost all their games. Now they won all their games, and a, a lot of it is the uh, the unlocking, the freedom. I'm just letting James Johnson take bigs off the dribble. Boy, he like, looks great. He turns it over a lot. Man, An elite isolation player. You know, he he. What's funny about James Johnson he, is he does look great, but he actually doesn't look as good as I feel like he used to. That's, when, that's when nobody I, would play him. That's what I was. That's what I was talking with one of the the Heat writers, uh, David Rammel, um, mm-hmm. about. He would say, "Man, like Eric Spoelstra's really unlocked James Johnson, and he and he's beating guys off the dribble, and he's like they they keep fighting the mismatch with him, and he's a creator." And I'm like, "Yeah, like he used to dunk on them. He people. used to do that all the time. Like he he could do that. The Raptors never gave him the ball when he's matched up, and he used to. I was like, I was like, it's sad this is happening now that he's on the downside of his physical fitness. Like right. saying like." Three years ago, perhaps he didn't have as good handles, but when he first was called up from the D League for the Grizzlies, it was like, oh, this guy is 6'8", 260 pounds. This guy's LeBron size right. uh, and g- gets guarded by power forwards and can dribble past them every time. Mm-hmm. He must be, like, really not fun to hang out with, so you just don't want to play with People him. just, yeah. Don't want to pass it to I him. mean, like, the, the, the Raptors did not seem intent on playing him, and the, the Grizzlies, they still don't talk about why they wouldn't play him and didn't want him around. But... The other the other bad thing besides the, the Heat messing up their draft pick is Deion Waiters is on a one year deal, no bird rights. Same right. with James Johnson. Like those guys are earning themselves money. So and the Heat aren't going to be able to keep them. And that's why on the uh, the Dunked On podcast they're talking about trade deadline. Like get seems like they'd get rid of them. Which again is so messed up. Where like Hard yeah, the, the Heat, when you got twelve in a row, the Heat yeah. are like we shouldn't keep winning. But I mean the Heat have a great chance to. They could make the playoffs. You know. we're three, I don't know about. I think we're three games out of the eighth seed. Right. Oh, I wonder who you guys would play if you made the playoffs. Uh, the who is it? Would it be the? Uh, that'd be great. <laughs> it would be. It would be. I would love to see LeBron. That would be appointment viewing with get you, with booed. You. I, I would love love to see him get booed in a playoff game in yeah. Miami. It'd be great. Although it might it might undo LeBron might undo all of James Johnson's positive momentum for the season. Oh yeah, by just <laughs> it might ruin his chances. Yeah, yeah. Contract if this might have him. to go down to Miami if this happens. I will. We'll road trip it. That'd be pretty. That'd, that'd be pretty good. John, what's your what's your steak and eggs? Well, this was another almost apology for me. Charles Oakley stole all of my all of my apolo- apologetic thunder, and I don't think I've actually said anything bad about Russell Westbrook, but. Sometimes I feel like he puts up these huge numbers and it doesn't always result in the best thing for his team. As of late, he's just taking over games. Yeah. And just, you know, and, and doing it against the Cavs and, you know, their their starless lineup isn't quite as impressive as what he did against the Grizzlies with Mike Conley and Tony Allen taking turns trying to stop him, and they couldn't stop him. Yeah, he went into the game, the Grizzlies game during that watch party. He shut the, he shut our watch party down. Mm-hmm. He outscored the Grizzlies 15-0 to zero over yeah. the last two minutes. We went from me running around waving flags to just, like, sad beer staring. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, no, so you're... He's just been unstoppable as he, of late. He really... Fourth quarter madness. Yeah. What he did, what he did to the Cavs was criminal. It's and and I know this is like psychology. It isn't you know much to do with analysis, but with you know he, he seems to step up when faced with adversity. You know, canters out, and he's now going okay. Let me just I'll I'll take it to the next level. When you thought he was playing at peak performance, and I, and I've couched him as this me first player, and he's not because his stuff is even starting to get kind of like contagious, like leading to like Victor Oladipo three sixty layups and. Which made uh, Stephen Adams have some pretty good sound bites after that. I think he said, "Oh God, oh brother, oh God." <laughs> a, a wrestling commentary. Yeah, that's great. My best thing is a flashback performance. No, it was "Oh sweet child, oh God, oh sweet child." <laughs> that's incredible. In, an, in a Maori Australian, I hadn't, I hadn't heard on. that. I'm, I actually missed all of the NBA last night because, again, I had a free night. Party boy, and I, I lost my mind a little bit. Um, the my best thing is a, a throwback performance. A couple of performances from my man Dirk Nowitzki, looking like 2012 Dirk out there, hitting uh, against the Blazers in an underrated. I mean, it was like a knockdown, dragout, 
it felt like a playoff game, even though they're two of the worst teams, worst in, teams the in the NBA. Uh, but they, they Carlisle's doing some work down there. They though. they had, I think, the last three minutes. It was something like I don't know how many lead changes there were. It was just back and forth, back and forth. Everybody everybody making shots, and Dirk was on fire, mm-hmm. draining his pull up threes, and I I got all tingly. And then I actually did having to watch the uh, the highlights of the Mavericks Jazz, where mm. Dirk did it again. Hey boo boo, just a big comeback. So Yogi seeing. Feral. You know, all these times we think these legends are like, oh, they're done. Like yeah. Dirk is, he's done. And then seeing it, whatever happens, you know, the wind blows the the right way. Oh, whatever happens, I think it's called Yogi Ferrell stealing them picnic baskets and long term deals, son. Yeah. Right. And congratulations, he to looked great. Yogi Ferrell. From ten days to two years, just like that. But they have a bunch of like uh, undrafted players on the team. Uh, it's Seth Curry's playing decent ball. Yeah, D- they got what Dorian Finney-Smith, Smith. Carlisle, da- daily, fa- daily fantasy sports over there, DFS. Yeah. So they, Dorian Finney, they, you know, they're doing. They, I know when you're watching a team with a superstar, an all-time great in Dirk, and they're not playing well, it's it's hard to be, you know, happy. But it's interesting to see what Carlisle is doing with the absolute crap. And, and, and they're another team like all of the heat that's kind of they're winning games yeah they have some i think they have the sixth best net rating over the last like month and a half and they got rid of chandler parsons it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of that what's your cream of wheat worst of week what's the opposite of the best thing what's your worst thing the cream of wheat worst of week my worst thing got a couple injuries that make me sad with the the young bucks and the and the timberwolves jabari and zach uh, respectively, the both Jabari out for the way sadder. I I think so too. I think the 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 Timberwolves might actually be a little better without. Yeah, it's not even that. I mean, I mean too too soon, Chuck. But, yeah. Too soon, but yes. But I mean, we we were all thinking it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, Jabari is the second. That's the same knee. It is. So you know, you're looking at and where I thought the Bucks were going to have that sort of season where they came together and go to the playoffs and kind of have like one of those build up years. That will eventually lead them to the conference finals a and la- a launch pad season, right? Uh, and that's looking to be not the case. And and they'll prop they might still make the playoffs, but I I doubt it. Jabari is a big part of their offense. But K H R I S is coming back. No, but no, but that makes it even more bizarre and disturbing somehow. Yeah, like that. That was just weird. The fact that it's the whatever the season excitement was peaking. Although I know they were good. They were playing much better a month ago. Right. But everyone's excited. Chris Middleton is back. Own the future. We got the, we get the hashtag working. Mm-hmm. Jabari Parker's having an amazing year. You Looks know, great. in the conversation for most improved, although that goes to Antetokounmpo because he's unstoppably <laughs> good. But I just found it creepy yeah. that the game that Chris Middleton comes back, the, the, they lose Jabari, and he's out for a year. It's yeah. just... I don't know. There's something weird about it. It's spooky. It seems... They, they seemed cursed. Yeah. So I don't know what... Uh, I don't know what they did. I mean, I can think of plenty of things they did with their arena that weren't totally above board. Yeah, is it on? Is it built on an Indian burial ground? Well, I think or it something? was just like poltergeist. They, they sold Carolina. they sold blocks Carolina. of downtown for a dollar, you know, to uh, Robocop the, investors, the business people. <laughs> we'll just call them business folk. Anyway, uh, my worst of week, and another story that has gone national, but feels like it was specifically crafted for me and us. <laughs> Devin Booker, garbage. T- talking. What's wrong with this kid? Uh, I have thrown my I have thrown my shade at Devin Booker. He's a garbage time player. I watch him a lot. So after the Grizzlies game, you know, in this most ridiculous brouhaha ever, where Troy Daniels hits a four point play all over Devin Booker in your uh, face, and he said some offensive things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, like Alan Williams and Tyler Eulis, the, the most motley of crews yeah. trying to start something with the Grizzlies. And again, the Suns seem to want to start things with the Grizzlies and the Grizzlies just don't even look at them. <laughs> they're just like, a, they're like, get off, get off my leg. Stop it. Fly. Just, yeah. 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 She fly. Don't bother me. Cause literally in the last Suns game, Devin Booker grabbed Zebo or like shoved him in the back sort of, and Zebo didn't understand it and just kind of gave him a hug. He Why like, did oh. I black out during this game? Yeah, there was a big fight, John. You missed it. Well, I mean, it, uh. it, it was it was ridiculous. But then the big the big news was after the game, Devin Booker, he of garbage time heroics, he of you know 
basketball reference page closely mirroring OJ Mayo. <laughs> uh, he, he said, you know, Troy Daniels, that guy has played on five teams in three years. Who is he to trash talk me? Which is like the pettiest, I don't know. It, it reflects poorly on the kid. Yes, he's 20. Yes, he's like the boarding school kid saying, yeah, but you're poor. Right. Yeah. You go to public school. Yeah, it's 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 so it's the it's the NBA writer quote tweeting someone and saying, "Yeah, but that's why you have 130 followers." Right. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, the, that's yeah. the Amin El Hassan right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I don't. One, Devin Booker shows all the potential in the world. Great offense. I love I love I love the tweet that someone uh, said. Like, imagine how good Devin Booker would be if he took good shots. Because, again, he seems to be fixated on taking wild pull-ups. And, again, the guy is a gifted, gifted scorer. He might one day be good. He's horrible at defense. He doesn't seem to make any plays that make his team better. He's been getting better. He had the incredible run of 20 points. He looks like Bill Cosby's son-in-law from the Cosby Show, (laughs) which which disturbs me on many And And I know we're picking on the Suns people, and I I do get some Twitter hate when I pick on them. This is also a guy I have in a keeper fantasy league. So I've been watching almost all of his games of his career. And it's just like he has tantalizing fits. But to say who is he to trash talk me? Like Troy Daniels has played in playoff games, right? And who are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what are you? You were the what? You're, you were a lottery pick. Yeah, and you're, you're an MCL tear away from no one caring about you. You have a you have a career winning percentage of twenty seven. Yeah, sorry guys, shooters gonna shoot. Did he win a championship in Kentucky, Devin Booker? Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. No. But he, you know, no, he, he is a promising young player. He's not, you know. A six-time All-Star. That's what I'm saying. In the vast history of the NBA and all its greats. If, he's a, if, he's a if, rising star. Yeah, right. If he stopped playing right now, no one would talk about him What's anymore. his ceiling? Three-point contest winner? Probably. <laughs> I mean, six-man I mean, on a honestly, playoff team. You know, his, his ceiling is... Uh, it's probably pretty high. Right. Like a Gilbert Arenas-ish. Yeah. I mean, Although Gilbert was more of a setup guy, but still. like He had, I mean, he has it. I mean, you know, he had like that. <laughs> and that's just a funny thing to say out loud. Gilbert Arenas was more of a playmaker than you. <laughs> <laughs> he was less of a ball hog than so you. So I, I, I was just bummed. I mean, part of it also bummed out where it's like, this looks so so bad on you type yeah. thing. Well, it's the same thing with LeBron going too far in a personal direction against any writers. It's yeah. like, dude, you, you just stop. You don't need to talk about what they're doing badly as a job. Don't talk about. Oh no, that that LeBron quote. It's a trash article and it's a trash writer. Tra- to Fra- was it Frank Isola? Yep. No. Ice. Oh, yeah. was it? Oh, yeah. 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 No, and he's, you know, he's a respected columnist. Yeah. Uh, he's on Sports <laughs> Reporters. Right, right. No, he, he has uh, reported this story three years in a row. He's a yeah. successful writer. He's a successful writer. Yeah, there you, you go. Yeah. He's, he's, he's couching that correctly. <laughs> <laughs> We'd love to have you on the show, Frank. This is uh, coded language about sports writers. <laughs> what's your, uh, what's your worst a week, John? Uh, this is, a little bit, perhaps too specific, but when you're traveling, uh, and uh, traveling with a bunch of goon squad, everybody knows when you're on the road. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the only thing you're going to see everywhere you go while you eat is Sports Center. It's always going to be like silently hovering over you right. on some TV. Um, and we all saw the amazing LeBron James three pointer. Uh huh. He didn't after, call after missing the layup. He didn't call bank. But the Sports Center I was watching. When they showed the highlights, and they showed it many times, did not include Kevin Love's pass. Oh, oh yeah. incredible pass. And that pass, to me, is half of what makes that play so amazing. That's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like showing the Leitner shot without showing Ty Hilt make the pass. It just doesn't work. Yeah. That's what makes it. And I hate that. No one ever showed him stepping out of bounds on that play where he hit that bank shot. So that's that's interesting, too. <laughs> Check, it's such a hater. Mm-hmm. I bet it just bugged me because that was just the most perfect chess pass ever thrown. It was beautiful. That was not a one-armed fling. That was a two-handed chess pass. Kevin Textbook. loves, like, full-court passes are they're the top top in the history will, of the NBA for me. I will say, to, to dial it back a little, when LeBron's your receiver, you, you have a good... Yeah. Got a big window. You, you, yeah, you, you have yeah. a you have a large bucket to throw yeah. it into. He, he hit Gronk in the numbers though. Yeah, yeah. no, no, but it, it was a uh, it was beautiful. All right, th- those are our cream of wheats. Now our scattered, smothered, covered thoughts. Take me back to Oakley Town. Yeah, Oakley and the whole New York <laughs> the whole New York Knicks thing. Let's not talk about the basketball play at all. <laughs> no. Let's just talk about the well, dysfunction. It's, I can't. I can't. it's bad. 
Bill Jackson comes out with the the James Joyce of quotes, where I, I can't even understand what his, his tweet meant. Uh, and then he, so then that happened, and he's just throwing Carmelo under the bus mm-hmm. again, just publicly feuding with Carmelo. So then this Oakley thing happens, where apparently Charles Oakley, and you guys were in Memphis, so you missed it when it was going down. So Charles Oakley apparently bought a ticket to the game near James Dolan. With apparently four James, of his friends. Apparently James Dolan hates Oak. Pretty right. weak posse, by the way. He also he he also d- doesn't like apparently for Oakley to be at the game without alerting him. Apparently, uh, Oakley, Oakley is supposed to check in with James Dolan when he's at a game, which is ridiculous. That's is, but anyway, uh, like he bizarre was bizarre behavior. Apparently, he was he was yelling at James Dolan, and then the security guards got in his face, and wait, you that's you know shouldn't do that. Mm. And then they threw him on the ground, which is crazy. Yeah. They're pressing charges, and everyone is furious. Like, all Knicks fans are furious. All I mean, Knicks media is furious. They are chanting at the hockey games, free Charles Oakley. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. It's it's amazing how... It's like, what could your team do to be more hated? Yeah. Like, everyone... Lo- like, all Knicks Hired fans Phil are, Jackson are so furious. Even uh, on Twitter, Reggie Miller went all eight points and nine seconds on him. Yeah. Said, if you're a free agent to be, why would you play for an owner who treats the past greats like this? Or a president who stabs star players in the back. Scott, those are real words. Dirty. Those are real words. And the only thing. Nosferatu from downtown. And here's the only thing. (laughs) uh, If you are a Nick fan right now, um, there's one little tiny piece of hope. And it's that you're somehow not the worst basketball team in New York City. Which to me is mind blowing. Because if the. But we it, got people in the Patreon Slack chat ready to leave the Knicks right now for the Nets over this. That's what I'm saying. If the Nets at all Vincenzo. had any kind of team, the the New York fan base would flock to them. But they're worse somehow. So yeah. there's no they're 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 going to keep their Knicks fans. And it's it, I don't know. I think the Knicks the Knicks uh, and their fans. There has to be a, a revolution. Against James Dolan, there has to be a coup d'état. I think. Does the, George, I think Chris Stapps is going to show up wearing a V for Vendetta mask. <laughs> <laughs> Does George Soros have deep enough pockets to fund this as well? I don't know, but you might be able to pay everybody to go to a Knicks game. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough money in the world. Not to me. No, I'm I'm kidding. Well, what's that sound, y'all? Recognize what? a familiar song? No. Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. Oh, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, <laughs> better stop me. We don't even have like uh, you don't even have like a segue into it. You just Dinklage away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter Dinklage. Uh, so All right. Apparently, John has prepared a game of scones. So I am going. to. I like John's games of scones. Oh, they're, they're fantastic. Games of scones. I'm going to start reading to you about a famous enforcer from NBA years past, and you boys are going to have to order him to leave. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to start reading tidbits. About uh, enforcers of, uh, of, of perhaps some of them may be active, some of them may be from a bygone era. And the first one to step in and order him to leave and get it correct. How do we, how do we have to say, do we have to say, we have to say something specific? Just say, sir, you've been ordered to leave. Okay. okay. And then tell me who you're ordering to leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one to three wins. Okay. Cool. We're just calling I'm, these out. I'm and going. here's the thing. Before you start, if Kevin Garnett is referred to as an enforcer nope. in this game, I will burn this <laughs> nope. podcast to the ground. Conspicuous okay. in his absence. Okay, good. <laughs> Soft Farragut Academy nobody. <laughs> <laughs> we are fake, making, fake ma- tough guy. Prep school. Making enemies. I went to boarding school. I know this. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're right, the one we, telling here people we go. you went to public school. Drafted fourth overall in 1965 by the Baltimore Bullets. What? This enforcer made his hay playing for the Bulls, then as an assistant coach for the Bulls, then as a head coach for the Bulls, and then as a very long-tenured... I need you to leave. Is it Spencer Haywood? No. You said what year? Yeah, 65. I don't know. 65. (laughs) But most famously known as the head coach of the Utah Jazz... From 1988 to 2011. Uh, I have it. Jerry Sloan. If you don't order this man to leave. Jerry Sloan, you must leave the building right now. That's one for Chuck. I should have waited for the uh, (laughs) I like like your style. I do that sometimes, I had to go for it. I had to go for it. I like your style. You went after it. You went after it. One for Chuck. This next NBA tough guy was was drafted in 1973 
by the Los Angeles Lakers. However, uh, it, mostly known for his multiple stints with multiple teams, but most famously known for punching Rudy Tomjanovich so hard in the face that a uh, book uh, was sir, written about it. Uh, sir, uh, Mr. Kermit Washington, sir, you're going to have to leave. That's correct, Keith. Kermit. Point for Keith. I had Kermit. I couldn't get Washington. I was I, just going to say Kermit the Frog. I'll right. Ma- I'll make this a little. This is good. I'll one make one. this a little more timely for you guys' uh, yeah. eras. How's that? R.I.P. Rudy Tomjanovich's eye socket. Have you there. noticed how all these enforcers are being drafted very highly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, so these guys, they had the talent, but they also had the toughness. Drafted in 1985 with the fourth pick overall in round one. Selected by the Seattle Supersonics. And played most famously for the Seattle Supersonics before spending times with the Suns, Knicks, Celtics, and some team called Iraklis Thessaloniki. (laughs) This famous Seattle Supersonic mostly made his hay by heckling Larry Bird and getting heckled by Larry Bird. And most famously his name. Oh, uh, it took me, me, uh, sir, it took me forever to think of your name. Mr. Xavier McDaniel. That's correct. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't even to, get to the big clue. Well done. I need Keith. you to leave. Xavier. The Keith, is, Keith is one away from victory. All right. All right. Drafted in 1977, 14th overall pick by the Atlanta Hawks, which is the team I mostly remember him from, honestly. Ended up, ended up playing for the Hawks, Cavs, Detroit Pistons, Rockets, and Magic. Famously tried to bite Danny Ainge's finger off. Oh, I don't know that. I'm going to give you his nickname. I can. Well, I was going to make a wild guess. Is that? Are uh, you ordering me to leave, sir? I, 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 I will go wild guess, sir. Mr. Kevin Willis, I need you to leave. Oh, so close. Okay. Yeah. And could have, by the way, Kevin Willis could have been on the, on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Willis, I think, was drafted in the 70s. So his yeah. nickname <laughs> was Tree. Oh. oh. Tree Rollins. Yeah. There it is. All time, but great. I mean, all time great. Chuck, you need to ask him to leave. Oh, Mr. Tree Rollins, uh, I have to politely ask you to Wayne Monty Tree Rollins. Wayne, you've Monty. been ordered to leave. You've been ordered to leave. <laughs> Good, we're tied up. All right, tied up. Next one wins. All right, this one time All Star. And now we're we're out, we're out of the first round. We're getting to the real grit and grind. Nice. Here. Right, cool. Drafted in nineteen eighty eight, round three, fifty third overall by the Portland Trailblazers. Played for many teams uh, over the course of his career, but most famously played for the New York Knicks and is probably the only man for said Knicks to rival Charles Oakley in his toughness. Ended his career with the Milwaukee Bucks, like I said, made the uh, All-Star one sir, time playing sir, for Chuck. Sir. Oh. oh, it says uh, Mr. Sir, Mr. Anthony Mason. Oh, that's it, Heat All-Star I'm, Anthony I'm Mason. Yes. That is in Chuck's face. Mm. Oh, I got, I got my finger on face, in Chuck's face right now. Push him oh. in the head uh, oh. with your finger. I, I actually that's a big w- win by Keith. I was, th- I was thinking when you said Blazers, I was, I was, yeah. I was thinking Duckworth. And then mm-hmm. you said Knicks, and I was really focusing on Buck Williams. Yeah. Duckworth, I, I mean, that would have been... I almost flew out. I actually had I, I, I had locked in the chamber Bill, Bill Lambeer the whole, the whole time. Me too. I was just waiting for I was, I was I was waiting for You know, I had Mahorn ahead of Lambeer. Yeah, I know Mahorn yeah. and Lambeer both. I was too scared to bring up Maurice Lucas and Jerry Stackhouse. <laughs> about, <laughs> about Bison Dele. Oh. He was... Oh. <laughs> R.I.P. Speaking of... You said I ma- should have said Javaris Crittenden. <laughs> you, you, you said the magic word. When you speak Jerry Stackhouse, he appears. Oh, uh, yes. That brings us to the awards segment of the evening. We have eight days of games. We're sorry this is a late episode for you. Eight days of games to go through, and thus an overwhelming number of people. So a lot of you guys are getting off the hook, not even, not even recognizing you. Uh, we, we got a bunch of three for 15s, four for 16s, five for 20s. I'm like I'm like Obama in his last week in office. Pardoned. Everybody's getting pardoned. I absolve you all of your sins. However, you have to have, you have, to have committed a capital offense. We have uh, we have so many honorable mentions. Chandler Parsons, Malcolm Delaney, Demontis Sabonis, one for ten honorable mention. Kyle Lowry, Devin Booker, five for twenty honorable mention. Zach Levine, you get a free pass. I'm sorry about your injury. Four for eighteen. Carmelo, six for twenty three, and Brandon Jennings honorable mention with one for eleven, just because he had ten assists and five steals, which is uh, pretty hot. All right, four nominees as they occurred throughout the week chronologically. Jamal Murray in a loss to the Grizzlies, three for 16. Oof. Nine points, four rebounds, two assists, three steals, one block. Trevor Ariza in a loss to the Hawks, 
one for 12. Three points, five rebounds, three assists, two steals. Kimba Walker, a four for 20. They this must is, have lost. This is on, on, <laughs> actually one wow. against the Nets. Four, he was 420. Oh, 17 20. points, three boards, five assists, <laughs> one turnover. Damian Lillard splitting the stoner joke. Uh, the, 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 I mean, the stoner voters. <laughs> Damian Lillard, also 420 and a loss to the Mavericks. Uh, 13 points, nine rebounds, six assists, two turnovers. So mm-hmm. Jamal Murray, three for 16, nine points. Trevor Ariza, one for 12, three points. And then we got two 420 guys, Kimba Walker, Damian Lillard. Kimba, 17, three and five. Damian, 13, nine and six. Guess I'm going to have to go Ariza. Not very sexy. It's not very sexy. Not a lot of sex mm. appeal there. You kind of expect not a lot of saving graces. The two steals aren't doing it for me today. Yeah, um, those other guys kind of stuffed stuffed it a little. I bit. I feel like if Jamal Murray had one less steal, I would go him maybe. But he had three steals, three for sixteen. It's not good. So yeah, well, I'm a Reza as well. Yeah, and I I can't go with my uh, classic whoever shot four twenty. No, nope. who I vote for because there's two of them. Yeah. So yeah, you have been out arbitrary yet again. I think. Uh, <laughs> I think. Trevor Rees is my go. That's just that's an ugly line. That is an ugly line. All right, so that is the International Stackhouse of Pancakes. Congratulations, Trevor Ariza. Congratulations. On your award. All right, par fadeaway. What are we looking forward to in the coming week? Sober consciousness. Oh, yeah, I need a detox bad. Ooh. Juice cleanse. It's on. Um, I need to add a lot of cayenne pepper and, you know, <laughs> Vinegar in my life. The All Star Game finally happening. Even though I think I've looked forward to it. Uh, no, All Star breaks like a week away. Week Good away. God, remember it's the, coming. Remember. This happened last time. No, year one. <laughs> year one. Year we were one. like, isn't the All Star break next week? Year, like, no, I think three year, weeks. year one. John's parfait away that's for a, five weeks in a row. That's a successful <laughs> hype train. Right yeah, here. you you were building it. My my uh my parfait away. I'm looking forward to the big. The Warriors have a big weekend. Uh, tonight they play, they play the Grizzlies on the road, mm-hmm. and then of course against Durant Westbrook, mm. you know round two. Ready for that? Thunder. Is it round three already? I can't remember. I don't know. So far they've been. Un- two. Two. So I think there's two. So far they've been. Three. It was uncompetitive. Yeah. Anyway, shows what we know. But I'm looking forward to that. I'm also- looking forward to more Heat domination. Yeah. They are playing. I think their next four games are against sub 500 teams, which the Heat are sub 500 teams. So I'm not saying anything poorly about them but sweet little uh, slap fight we may see a 15 game win streak which me saying this they're they're, they're gonna break that rockets they're gonna they're coming for that rockets 26 game or whatever it was. Uh, 22 22 yeah the that, Shane you value, you value your rockets. head when you say Yao Ming and Tracy McGrady no those are great teams although Yao Ming was hurt for yeah they were hurt they, they weren't yeah that was that's what's that's what's most most similar to me all right so and we're not gonna do a Grizzlies epilogue because of the Friday recording and I, because I can't answer any questions about what I did I, over the I, weekend I must direct them all to my attorney I will say the one fun thing about the Grizzlies winning some games against bad teams was they thoroughly disrespected the Minnesota Timberwolves by playing a full court press like they were a high school basketball team. That is embarrassing, Minnesota. I love Fizdale so much. Like they, they, they ran out a full court press and it started the comeback where they went on like a 60 to 25 run. It was literally like you're a below average SEC team. If you get pressed in the NBA, that's embarrassing. The Timberwolves are the Louisiana State Tigers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So thanks, you guys, for listening. Check out our Patreon if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. Remember to write those iTunes reviews. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at fastbreakbreak. Thanks for listening. You guys are the best. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, never apologize for being TNG. Fast break break, man. You understand?